This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Chris Simpson and joining me as always is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. We are joining you today listeners after Newcastle have won 4-1, another win for the Magpies. Ralph Hasenhutl sacked. Yep. Uh, well I was going to say as a result of that, not just um, that result obviously but that was the straw that broke the camel's back leaving Southampton 18th in the table. Uh, sorry Ralph. Um, <laughs> I guess it's like that, it's like that Simpsons uh, bit where you, if you go back in the highlights and you can pinpoint the exact moment that Ralph Hasenhutl's heart rips into. Broken, yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it, it, I think you said last week actually, Chris. It, it's been a bit of a roller coaster for Hasenhutl. Is he bad or are Southampton just bad or is it a mixture of both? So it'll be interesting to see what Southampton do. Um, a, who the hell are they going to have as a manager? Um, B, is it actually going to make a difference? Because I mean, I mean, we're gonna let's talk about Almiron's goal for the okay seven goals in seven games for Almiron, scored in the thirty fifth minute. They don't want to take it away from him, but basically, he just ran through their team while they yeah. all <laughs> failed to do basic tackling. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's forget any form of structure or <laughs> tactics or, or or anything advanced. Um, yeah, there was like an attempt at a slide tackle, and then then I don't quite know. What happened? And then, and then a couple of people ran past him and just ran past, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. celebrating already on the opposition. I don't quite understand what happened. Yeah, like Almiron simultaneously like did really well and also simultaneously didn't really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like He kind of just ran in like a sort of straight diagonal line. And while, occasionally slowed say, down like, a little bit while other people ran past him. And then, <laughs> yeah, and I sort of like just sort of like slid past him and then... And then yeah, and a, and a nice finish to, to to sort of tuck it away at the end. But like yeah, but hey, I mean, I suppose from a Newcastle point of view, and from an Almiron point of view, I guess that's you know when things are going your way, when you've got that confidence, things just sort of happen for you in in a way that like that probably would never have happened for Almiron last season. Like he would have overcomplicated it, or maybe Southampton wouldn't have been quite as incompetent. Or do you know what I mean? Just like it, just it all kind of just like neatly fell into place for him but he also had the confidence to take advantage and then actually apply the finish at the end yeah you say that but I think with Newcastle it was kind of clear where the main issues were and as soon as they got somebody competent and and an owner who wasn't a knob um well, it, I mean, it, they are knobs, but in a very different way. Yeah, but it is a very different way. I know exactly I mean, what you mean. Yeah, he hasn't course. got human rights abuses. Oh, wait, yes, he does. Um, <laughs> but, um, forget that. Um, slander. Um, but as soon as a new manager came in, it was clear where the improvements needed to be made. And yes, it didn't immediately take effect. But again, slow process uh, and building on that training. Whereas Hasenhutl doesn't, 
he's never really come across as being someone who doesn't really give a damn as a manager someone who who isn't there and doesn't do it I mean obviously something is very wrong at Southampton at the moment um but is it the manager's fault not caring and not motivating the team which was clearly the case at Newcastle not saying that should be an excuse um for the players you know they are professionals they get paid a huge amount to to play football um yeah, again, I'm just I'm just not sure where it's coming from, but I mean, I, yeah, I think with Southampton, it's, it's I mean, they, they, they have had a, a recent change in ownership, but it, the last few years, it kind of has felt like a bit like us under Ashley. It has maybe felt like it was just like it was all just about just doing enough to stay in the league and not really much else. Yeah, and I, I know it can be difficult when you're not in that sort of big six. You know, it's so hard to break through that glass ceiling, and so you know, I I do get it. It, it is really difficult for the sort of let's let's say sort of the the division within the division of the mm. Premier League, like that. You know, the the haves and the have-nots within the haves of the Premier League. If that makes sense, like I, you know, sometimes it can re- it can require you know an enormous amount of investment just to get to seventh or eighth. Now I know we're potentially. Um, you know, breaking beyond seventh or eighth this season. I mean, that would have been enough for me. But you know, we'll we'll see how we end up on the se- at the end of the season. But so far, we're obviously kind of above that. And yes, obviously, we've had a lot of spending in the last year. But historically, over the last fifteen, we haven't. Um, again, that also factors into getting the manager in who gets the most out of the current players and then integrates the new ones well. So yeah, it, it's a tough one with Hasnay. So it's like hard to judge because I'm like on the one hand. The fact that he somehow survived two nine nil shellackings, mm. um, you know. On the other hand, like at times he did quite well with, um, you know, a relatively limited squad. I mean, there's certainly some talent in that Southampton squad. It's not awful by any means, but at the same time, it's not one that you would necessarily look at and and say, yeah, they should be pushing for seventh, eighth. You know, having a chance at a European place either. So. You know, but um, yeah, I mean, from a Newcastle point of view, you know, it wasn't even really our best performance, but you know, we were nice and clinical, and and it's it's weird to say that you know we won four one and we didn't even play that well. Whereas no, I honestly didn't feel like Newcastle were playing on August, but I mean, as you say, still managed to turn in a couple of goals and and Chris Wood making it two nil. Which is really good for his confidence, to be honest. First of a, of a goal of the season, to be honest, since April, and fourth overall since joining the club. And it was really nice to see the team um, support him on that because it was clearly something that meant quite a lot to him personally. Yeah, they really the sort of rallied did. around him in the celebration, didn't they? That was that was really nice to see because he's not really, as you say, he's not featured too much this season. As well as you say, yeah, he's he's, he's not obviously scored unfortunately that many goals since he joined. And yeah, he came on at half time after Wilson went off uh, due to his illness. So yeah, the fact that then, you know, twelve minutes, thirteen minutes later, he 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 gets the ball in the back of the net with it with a good finish as well. It was a good finish. Um, yeah, hopefully that'll do a world of good for his confidence. Hopefully we'll see that borne out on Wednesday's game against Crystal Palace in the League Cup because I think he'll almost certainly start that game. So. Um, and in fact, the, uh, the League Cup was the only other goal he'd scored this season. Um, as you say, he hadn't scored a Premier League goal since April. So, um, 
yeah, fingers crossed uh, for him. And also, I mean, I guess it's just good for him in terms of, you know, he's... he's um, yeah, obviously we've got the World Cup coming up, so you know we're going to have this break. It's not exactly going to help him with like getting a lot of momentum going, but it's still it's just useful when any any squad player can come in and make that contribution because that's what we need. Because at the end of the day, we don't necessarily have an enormous amount of depth in this in this side. But when you've got players like Jacob Murphy or or whoever else coming in, you know, stepping up to the plate, if Chris Wood can do the same. That's that's going to be massive for our chances of potentially staying up there in in the European places towards the end of the season. Yes, for sure, especially when you say when you get those extra games. But and I then, mean, yeah, Joe Willock. Yeah, I was going to say, and also, I mean, not that we didn't know Trippier didn't have it in it, but it was a it was a great pass from Trippier, um, and then yeah, Willock just racing in there and finishing that off, which again also says quite a lot for for that player's confidence. Um, yeah, his his first goal of the season. Mm. Um, no, but I, I mean, even the, just the confidence to literally charge in and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. get that, knowing exactly where Trippy is going to be. Um, it is a shame, but we did say Newcastle weren't playing great, but it is a shame that it wasn't um, a clean sheet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, still another one from Bruno in the back of the net. So yeah, clinical, did what he needed to do, came in, did the job. Yeah, exactly. It was it was nice. As you say, it would have been really cool to, uh, to keep that clean sheet, but... You know, uh, from Roman Perro, um, you know, pulling one back late on, but then even then, yeah, two minutes later, he was like, "All right, cool, we're we're going to get another one as well." Bruno just kind of sticking one in the back of the net from from long range again. So, um, yeah, we kind of just sort of did what we needed to do. But the idea that we can kind of just do that now is really like it, it shows how far we've come. Where like to be able to win four one and not having actually played that well. Is a you know is a mark that all right you are a good team that you can kind of just do that to teams whereas like before, you know a few months ago and certainly you know um, in the last few years if we'd have won four one it's like oh my god we played really well today yeah um, you know and, and the fact that you know we're now we're up to third in the league guaranteed therefore top four come Christmas whatever happens because we've only got one game left now before Christmas so. And whatever happens with that, we'll, we'll, even if we lose it, we can't drop out of the top four. So that's pretty cool and, and awesome. And just yeah, I think it's worth just taking just a moment to reflect that it, it's kind of surreal, really. But you know, we're we've got twenty seven points already, which I know that I'm, I mean, not that twenty seven is like some sort of magical landmark, but just just to put it in perspective, just like you know, when when you spent several years just having that relegation battle every year. Where you're kind of just trying to limp to about thirty-five to forty plus mm. to that vague safety zone. I know everyone says the magical forty-point mark. Sometimes you don't need quite that much, but you you certainly need to get like in that thirty-five to forty to kind of scrape your way up there. To be at twenty-seven already, only a sort of about a third of the way through the season, um, is is absolutely massive. Maybe a bit, yeah, third. Yeah, no, third, about a third of the way through the season, maths, whatever. A, you know, a chunk of the way through the season, the but not to... quite. You know, not even halfway through the season yet. Yeah, and you'll be guaranteed to be third uh, by Christmas. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll happen. Um, but hopefully, that you won't lose this momentum and team spirit throughout the World Cup. And obviously, biggest thing is. Hopefully, you won't have any injuries. Uh, but as we just said, Newcastle have shown that actually 
the players all the players are putting in a shift now so they can start picking up the slack when when there is injuries we've not had Sam Maxwell for a while not had Wilson for a while um, not had Jolington for a while and still managed it to come back with these results so you know touch wood I suppose we should uh, move on to the news yeah I mean not a huge amount to cover I mean in fact just in terms of injuries Wilson as we said he went off at half time he'd, he'd he, he was a doubt to even actually start the game due to illness and, and that's why he actually had to go off at, at half-time, which was a bit of a shame, of course, with, with Southgate in the stands again. Uh, but basically, yeah, he felt sort of dizzy and lightheaded. But looks like he'll, with it just being, as I said, a bit of illness, it looks like he'll be back next weekend for, for the Chelsea game, which obviously is massive. It's, it's good that it's not an actual injury um, for him. And again, hopefully doesn't uh, do his England chances um, too much harm. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, we sort of spoke about it last week in terms of Newcastle players uh, being nominated for Premier League Player. Uh, well, we, we said that Almiron should be nailed on for Premier League Player of the Month. We said Eddie Howe should be nailed on for Manager of the Month. They've been nominated uh, in those respective um, categories, as has Bruno and Trippier also for Player of the Month, which. Um, you know, obviously it's massive. We're still waiting on the results of that, but again, I think they've both got a really good chance um, of doing it. Because I'll be honest, who else are you going to pick? I mean, <laughs> honestly, has any other player in the league been better than Almiron in October? Personally, I know I'm biased, but I don't think so. Eddie Howe obviously done a phenomenal job, and and Miggy's volley as well against Fulham, getting nominated for it was great, month. but it it wasn't Tillemans. Huh? half volley or, or other shots so don't get me wrong Miggy's volley was excellent but as you said yourself you made an audible sound <laughs> and Tillemans gone yeah you're a Tillemans gone I mean again yeah Almiron's it should absolutely be up there. and any other month it, would have won. Sh- it should have a good chunk of the votes but I will yeah I have to concede that um, Tillemans volley against Wolves it, it, it was one of those that makes you make that involuntary noise um <laughs> So we'll we'll see on that one, but again, you know, if uh, if Miggy gets it, you know, I'll be I'll be obviously delighted for him. Certainly, the player of the month, I think he's got an even better chance at. Um, and also, yeah, just a nice little bit of news: uh, Bruno getting in the picked in the Brazil squad. Saw that clip of him on social media with his family waiting for the news in front of the TV, and then they're all celebrating, which is lovely. I have Brazil in the sweepstakes, so they best bloody win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, Jolinton was left out. I don't think that was necessarily too much of a shock, and obviously, uh, Brazil have so much talent. Personally, though, when you see that Fred got in, Jolinton's better than Fred. Like, sorry, Man United fans, but he just he just is. But hey, their loss is our gain. Yeah, he's fresh. So, we've got a League Cup and a Premier League match um, coming up next week. So, actually, Newcastle being in the League Cup in itself is a miracle. <laughs> um, and you play Crystal Palace on Wednesday, and then you take Chelsea on on Saturday. So, still got the best defensive record in the league. 11 goals in 13 games. Only Man City and Arsenal Actually, scored. that might be 14 now. I think I, I, think I oh, forgot yeah, to update no, Yeah, 14. Um, but only Man City and Arsenal have scored more than... Newcastle's 28 goals so that's 6 of the last 7 Premier Leagues won um, I don't think there's much reason to fear Chelsea but Chelsea are one of those teams that can switch it on and off um, on an absolute whim so they've not done well though they've not done well and I feel if Newcastle play better than they did against Southampton um, but if they play like they have been doing 
feel that they have a mm. good chance of, of of winning this. Yeah, I mean Chelsea, you know, they they have a very good record against us. They've they've beaten us the last four times we've met them in a row. I don't even think we've scored a goal in that run. But yeah, this game is at St James's Park. We have beaten them there a couple of times in recent years, twenty twenty and twenty eighteen. Um, so you've got to think on, on current form and as especially if we're even better than we were against Southampton uh, that we've got a really good chance to be honest um, and then yeah you, as, as you sort of alluded to there you factor in Chelsea's recent form I mean in their last four Premier League games uh, they're actually winless you know they, they drew with Brentford they drew with Man United and then they lost to Brighton and they lost to Arsenal now to be fair that's that's some that's a fairly tricky run of games but hey, you know they, they've they have slightly gone off the boil. Mm. So if we turn up, I think I think we've really got to back ourselves. To be honest, I, I don't see why we can't um, go ahead and, and hopefully you know sign off before the World Cup on a high note with um, with another win or, or at least maybe a point. Um, yeah, as for Paris in the League Cup, there's no point in spending too much time on that because. By the time this podcast goes out, listeners, um, it's only like a matter of hours before then the game is played. But yeah, hopefully we can stay in the cup. Yeah, score prediction. What for? Palace and Newcastle. I'm going to say 2-0 to Newcastle on okay. that one. I'm backing Chris Wood again, I think. I, yeah, I'm backing Chris Wood. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking he's going to guide us to, uh, to a, a nice, hopefully... Yeah, decent victory in there. I mean, obviously, it's a cup game. All that matters is getting through. But yeah, I'm going to back Chris Wood. Ooh, Chelsea. Um, I'm going to say 2 all. Mm. I'm going to say 2 all. Not quite going to back us for the win because I think. So, what you're saying is you're sitting on the fence and not making the decision? No, I'm, I'm, I just. I think Newcastle. <laughs> like, all, all the optimism is fighting my natural Newcastle pessimism. So, I'm going to just meet Sits it in the, the middle. Fence. Yeah, okay. No, but I'm, I'm going to go with like a two or like a decent. Like, yeah. yeah, a couple of goals, you know. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm going to go for. What about yourself? Oh, I don't know. I reckon 3 1 to Newcastle against Crystal Palace. And I will say 2 1 to Newcastle against Chelsea. Oh, I hope you're right. And. Yep. You've got a good record of being right where I'm wrong. So I mean, you mean all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back next week to look back on both games. Uh, hopefully with good news in both. Hopefully with Newcastle still in the cup, because a cup run is always welcome. But yeah, in the meantime, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and give us a positive review, that'd be absolutely fantastic. And we've been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problemo. And thank you, listeners. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.